Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. Welcome to Flipping Dreams Podcast with your host, Heather Renee May. Each week, we bring you interviews and resources that will inspire you and encourage you. It's never too late to transform your past and empower your future. You are listening to Flipping Dreams. Hello, Flipping Dreamers. Today, well, first of all, how are y'all doing? Have you been enjoying the interviews so far, I hope you have. Last couple of weeks, we've been in uh, Trailer Fest land at Camp Fimfo, getting to talk about vintage trailers and the lifestyle and the dream and community. And so hopefully you've enjoyed those stories. And if you didn't get a chance to listen to them, definitely check them out when you have the time. Um, and today I thought I'd take a little break, have a little short, sweet one for you about an RV story. Um and then uh, I'll let you know what's coming up next week. So um, this week's episode is called The Propane Will Almost Always Run Out in the Middle of the Night, which is very true. So here we are. I'm in Waco right now. And it's fall, finally, or maybe winter, fall. I don't know. It went winter. Now I think we reverse to fall. It's Texas. But it is kind of cold, 60 degrees, it's rainy, it's foggy. And this reminded me of when I was in the camper, in the trailer, and it starts to get cold and you're like, okay, it's time to turn on the propane tank, get the heat going in the little RV. And so um, I'm going to talk to you about propane today. Um, One of the things that almost always happened to me, and I don't know why, is that like almost every time the propane would run out in the middle of the night, like there'd be heat, thermostat would be going on and off all day. I'd be in the trailer working all day, it'd be fine. Go to sleep, you know, it's like cold outside and you're like, okay, set the thermostat, bundle up with Dottie, get some blankets in there, go to sleep, middle of the night, two, three, morning, wake up and you're like cold. Like, why am I cold? What? I'm under these blank whiz. And then you realize, dang it, propane. So now to go switch the tanks, because usually there's two tanks and you have one on at a time, which I'll talk about later. 
one on at a time. So this means you have to get out of your little bundle of a bed, your little cave that's nice and toasty warm. And you have to put on all your clothes because it might be 37 degrees or something outside and put on all, you know, bundle up and you have to go outside, go to the tanks, turn one off, turn the other on, switch it, and then go back inside, wait for the thermostat to kick back on for it to to heat up again and then get back into bed. And for someone, uh, I don't know if you're like me, but once I wake up in the middle of the night, it's very hard to go back to sleep because my brain starts running around and thinking that it needs to think about all the things I need to be worried or anxious about for like an hour before I can get back to bed. So it's very irritating. Anyway, so there's that. So this happened maybe once or twice. And I thought, I need to figure this out. So I started asking people, asking around, like, how do you know? How do you know when your propane tank is empty? Now, you would think that when you buy an RV, like almost all the RVs have propane tanks. Why isn't there like a, a level, a gauge that will tell you how much propane there is in there. But most travel trailers don't have this. So you're kind of guessing. And there's a lot of like really interesting techniques people use. Um, one of the techniques that I was told when it's cold is that you pour kind of, I think it was, you pour warm water and the water you'll see like um, a condensation line where the level of the tank is. I tried this. Never really worked 100% to me, for me, so that, that wasn't a thing that worked for me. Um, so then, reach out to my brother. Kelly, what are you doing? He goes, well, I've got this state-of-the-art, you know, blah, 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 Mopac thing that, you know, you put on the bottom of the tanks that have, uh, he, my brother doesn't talk like that. Well, maybe he does. <laughs> anyway, so he's telling me about these, like, magnetic levels that you, you they, they, they're magnets that stick to the bottom of your tanks, and then there's an app on your phone that'll tell you and alert you at the levels of your tank. Okay. I wasn't ready to make that investment financially yet. So I did the interim step of Googling and going, oh, hey, there's gauges. There are these very rudimentary propane gauges that you can put on and it'll tell you when you turn it on, it'll show you the level, whether you're in the red, the yellow, the green, whatever. Cool. 11 bucks. I can do that. So purchased those. They came in. I put them on my tanks. I was all excited about this. Then I go to sleep and I wake up. There's no, there's no heat. (laughs) I'm cold again in the middle of the night. What the heck? I have gauges. It was full. So I go out there, flip the tank to the one that was off that is definitely full and figured out the next morning that even though I put those gauges on with the little white tape that they give you to wrap around, um, there must've been a leak. So basically once I turned it on, it was leaking propane out and it just emptied. Great. So after that, I ended up going ahead and going back to the dealer and I forget exactly where I was at the time, but I went back to the dealer and I had them install, um, a gauge that automatically switches one tank to the other. So when it's empty, switches to the other. Okay, that's awesome because then you're like, okay, it's the middle of the night, it's gone out, it's going to sw- switch the other tank, you're not going to run out. However, you will eventually run out in the second tank and you won't necessarily know when that's going to happen because that tank doesn't necessarily have a gauge on it, it just flips over. So again, we still have the same problem of like how much propane is in the tank. So um, I did end up finally getting 
the magnetic system that my brother had used eventually at, in, at the end, um, which I used also in the fifth wheel. And that was definitely helpful because it would give as, – sometimes the readings – he had some trouble with the readings being accurate, but, uh, but mostly it was helpful and allowed um, for me to kind of at least have a heads up you know, when I look back, I looked back on my journals as I was thinking about this story and I was like, 2020, my journal for 2021, my journal for 2022. I think I referenced propane over 40 or 50 times in my journals and my travel journals because it's such, it's a res- it's such an important resource, resource that it's like, do I have water? Do I have drinking water? Check. Do I have propane? Check. Do I have, you know, it's like, Electric, you're like, okay, I may or might not have electric hooked up if I'm boondocking or not, but like propane is a must. So um, that, it's it's a pretty important thing. Now, l- let me also talk about my experience with propane heat because now some of you are like, don't mess with propane heat. Get one of those little electric heaters. If you have a small rig, like my friends who had a 16-foot Bambi Airstream, they used the little kind of ceramic-ish kind of heater that you place on the floor. It's electric that you turn on in the middle of the place on the floor of your uh, your camper trailer and then uh, use that instead of propane. Okay, I did have one of those as a backup. However, I'm kind of a fan of propane heat because, because of the fact that it's not as drying. Like electric heaters really dry everything out. And then I found myself needing to add like almost have a humidifier. If it was really cold and I was having to run that, I'd have to like add moisture to the air because I am one of those people with sinus issues and like I must have humidity. I can't be really dry. I lived in Denver. That didn't go well. That's a big reason for that because it was so dry. So um, I actually preferred propane. However, part of the thing that comes with propane, my first trailer was an RPOD 189. So it's like almost a 19-foot trailer. Um, And although it has some sort of insulation, it's really not rated for like four season. I mean, it's not rated for four season. Let me just be really clear about that. The underbelly is not insulated. There's not heat and duct work that goes into the underbelly. So like you're very much susceptible to uh, the weather and the temperature changes and you really have to like really try not to be somewhere where it's going to freeze or you have to figure out a game plan because it's not all season. Um, And one of the things that would happen when I was in my trailer in Spicewood uh, and it was cold, we'd have the cold snaps. In winter, I would turn the propane on and literally the walls of the the trailer just start beating up with sweat from the, the condensation from the propane heat. And so a daily activity would be, I'm going to like mop the walls. Mop the, and now granted, it was only an 18, 19 foot trailer. It's not very big, right? So it's like, doesn't take that long to do this. But like, yeah, I would have to go with a washcloth or a towel and click, you know, do the windows, do the walls, wipe everything down. Because of course, the last thing you want is to have that condensation. You know, a lot of times you hear people where they sell a trailer and you lift up the mattress and it's all moldy underneath. This is this is probably why that has happened because that condensation is rolled down on the sides of the trailer into that. And it's only like a plywood bed or whatever. It's like a really thin piece of wood. And so like all of that goes down there and pools up and you don't know it because it's under your mattress and you think everything's fine until you go to change your mattress or sell it and you find out. So 
Um, so that was something, that was a big reason why when I just knew I was going to be full-time for longer than a season, I looked for a, a, a true all-weather um, RV. And the Imagine trailer was one that I felt very confident about because it did have the ductwork that went into the underbelly to keep everything warm. And it had extra insulation in the walls throughout. And the windows were, I think, a little bit thicker paned. Um, not 100% sure about that, but I feel like they were because the next year, same thing, same season, same cold. I didn't have the same issue. I didn't have to sponge walls. So that was really lovely. Also, the trailer was slightly bigger. It was a 22, so like 23 foot overall, but um, and a little bit wider beam. But anyway, so things to think about when you're trying to stay warm and toasty. I don't know if you all have experienced this as well in your RV life. Um, or if you have some horror stories as well, or, or if you also, you know, had the same issue where like middle of the night, always, I really don't understand why that would happen. Cause it's not like you're filling it up in the middle of the night. It's just running out at the middle of the night. Like it's just oh, so inconvenient. Um, most of the time. <laughs> so anyway, um, that is my story about propane to keep your brains and your ears warm as we go into this winter season, this holiday season that's coming up. And um, I will endeavor to bring you some more stories as well from uh, my RV travels, maybe more interesting than propane. <laughs> we'll see. Thank you for listening to Flipping Dreams. Please be sure to follow us on all of our social media at Flipping Dreams at Heather Renee May. And please check out our website and sign up for our email list where you will get notifications on our weekly podcast and blog posts, as well as our monthly newsletter and much more. Be the first to know. Sign up today. Thank you again, and we will see you next week here on Flipping Dreams. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.